Hello, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. With me today, as always, is my co-host Blake. And, hey there, uh, Jordan. Yeah, and as um, this is another special interview episode, we are joined by a third person, uh, Julian Cordero, uh, also known as Sol Importa. Um, who designed a couple games we have played in previous episodes. Uh, we played Trees, and um, we played Levedad, uh, and we're going to be talking with him today about his games. How are you, Julian? Hi, it's nice to be here. Yeah, welcome. Julian is uh, talking to us all the way from Spain right now, so uh, yeah, it's been... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been fun coordinating... Um, times but we're we're glad we managed to do it because we liked we liked both the the games of yours that we played in the past quite a lot um uh maybe let's just start um if you want to like give uh just a brief introduction to the listeners about yourself uh uh background and how you ended up making uh making video games um yeah sure uh well i i come from ecuador in south america um and I'm actually studying right now in at NYU in mm -hmm. New York. Um, and yeah, I've been I, I have a year left to get my BFA, uh, and I've been making games since I moved to New York. I, I lived in Ecuador until I was 18. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So did you were you making games before you started your BFA, or did you get into it in New York? Uh, I, I got into it in New York. Uh, I hadn't made any, like, I, yeah, I just, I, I played a lot of games, I guess, but I hadn't made anything until, like, I, I started, I learned to program in, at, at school. Oh, nice. Just cool. a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and then I've been making, I've been making games mostly for assignments. Levedad uh, actually started for, as an assignment for a class. Um, and then I've also made some projects outside and some game jams. Like Trees was a project I made with a, a, one of my friends at the game center at, at NYU. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, do, this, is, this just occurred to me. Uh, do, do you work with Robert Yang at all? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, that <laughs> was uh, an assignment for his class. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's that funny, did, yeah. yeah, it did. We played um, for our first episode. Uh, we played one of his games, the Tea um, Room. The Tea Room, and I. Uh, it didn't even occur to me that if you're studying at NYU, you probably have taken a class with them. That's really yeah. Cool. No, it's great. It's a small great. world. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, no, it's because uh, that started. I, it was for his. Uh, he teaches uh, intermediate game development, mm. which is like mm. a more advanced Unity class. Which is where I like the, the engine, um, and it was a the midterm for the like uh, the I think the prompt was autobiographic games, uh, or like oh. make a small uh. game about like something about your life, and I I was looking through all my pictures like because I had no idea what to make the game about, and I was looking through all my pictures, and I realized I had this like phase where I just took hundreds of long exposure photographs. Um, and I just said, I, I just wanted to make a game about taking long exposure photographs. And uh, uh, initially that was it. Like you just take, took pictures and that was all. Huh. huh. 
That's that's cool. So actually, uh, one thing that we were planning to ask you was kind of about your uh, experience with like uh, real life photography and uh, long exposure photography specifically, because clearly that's kind of the the biggest thing you do in this game is you take long exposure photographs. So uh, is that something that you were really fascinated by that particular style and like how did that? Uh, how did you come to be fascinated with it? If you are, I guess. yeah, no, I was definitely fascinated by it. I, well, I, my my mother is actually sort of a photographer, um, and my sister is also doing uh-huh. photography right now. So I'm like surrounded by a lot of photographers, and I don't consider myself a photographer, mm-hmm. which is why mm-hmm. I made a game about taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, started, I I just looked at all my pictures, and I I was like I, I guess I I wanted to like find out why I was taking so many of those pictures or why I liked them so much because it was I like I started just by taking like the classic uh where you like have a, a light and you like start writing stuff mm-hmm. um and you can write stuff with the light and it's uh, like a super nice way because you it, you never know how it's going to turn out um mm-hmm. but then I also just started taking pictures of like just like cars passing by or uh mm-hmm more like I like I really like the way the the image was distorted um and how it wasn't like you can sort of tell like you could tell like the movement that that happened like mm-hmm. within just one certain uh, like one frame sure um so I tried to like capture that and actually because I remember when you made the podcast whatever that I listened to it and you were wondering about the technical um aspects of it and how, how it was coded. Mm-hmm. And it's yes, actually, we were. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was because it was one of my first games I did. So it, it's not very difficult. It's just like, the, all it is is the, 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 like it's not clearing flags. The camera is not clearing the frame every single, uh, like in, on every frame. Oh, really? Huh. So it's just like, a, it, it's just like building up and then I just have a blur in it. Wow. Huh. huh. That's that's cool cuz yeah, we did that's actually one of the questions we have is uh cuz we were both like curious about that and I I come from the programming side of games kind of like I my degrees in computer science. So I have a BS in computer science, but the focus was in games. Um and so uh I'm always curious how from a technical pr- perspective things go. It's always cool. Sometimes it's cool when it's like a big convoluted like oh i made this crazy algorithm and it took me six months to make it uh <laughs> but also when it's just like it's just a setting on the camera and unity that i flipped yeah. on and off and it made it look cool like that's a that's a, another cool cool thing that happened so that's, yeah uh, that's, that's all i was playing around with um yeah and then i was just trying to like i guess like figure out with the project like how like why i was so into those or like what what is it about those pictures that i really like mm-hmm. and which is what I try to like express through the game, I guess. Yeah, and you and you give the player a lot of opportunities to do something similar to what you would do in the real world. You already mentioned uh, the cars driving by, and uh, again in our episode, I talked about like my sort of limited experience with uh, long exposure photography in real life, and uh, my like base experience was. Uh, looking out the window of an apartment building at the road below and like holding the camera as cars drove by. And like, like you mentioned, it's a single 
frame that you've captured, but you have the uh, the implication of time just by the the path that the lights have traveled. Uh, uh, that's like a, a really a cool effect, and uh, you can tell in the game that you've. I mean, you literally have that example of uh, cars that drive by on the road, uh, so you can literally capture that exact idea. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, that's like the uh, that's like the the thing that people do with long exposure photography is uh is pictures of cars and it's like that and lightning bolts i don't know why but it's like that's the things Mm. people always do which you know so glad there's one of them in the game yeah (laughs) yeah well i never took a picture of a lightning bolt but (laughs) it's a little harder to do you know cars are always there lightning bolts you gotta wait (laughs) yeah actually the first prototype i i submitted for that class was just the the like you were on the roof and there was just the cars going by and that was it Mm -hmm. oh nice that's always been in it oh that's cool so sort of shifting gears a little bit um i want to talk about how uh, the, the notion of vibe. So in, in both of the episodes of the, uh, that we did on the games that you worked on, uh, Jordan and I both were kind of talking about how like quote unquote vibey, uh, they were like, they just have a very, (laughs) very technical term. Yeah. (laughs) Highly technical term vibey. Uh, but they just have a more of a focus on like mood and feeling rather than, uh, like specific ideas, I guess. So how, how does that reflect, your intent behind uh, your games, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I've, I'm interested. I guess. I guess the thing I like the most of, in games is when you are kind of like absorbed by this kind of atmosphere, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. At least like well, in at NYU, they they talk a lot about like, I don't know, systems and. Uh, all that kind of design, um, mm-hmm. but I guess and I, I I find that super interesting. But I guess I'm just like I'm more moved by just trying to like capture a moment, which is what mm-hmm. like Levelad was, and also trees uh, to an extent where we just wanted to like yeah, just like capture a moment and like using all of like what a game allows you to to have because you have mm-hmm. like you can you have the audio and the uh, and video, and then you're also in there, and you can move around, um, mm-hmm. which helps uh, to create that. Uh, I don't know. I'm just interested in 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 how a certain atmosphere can can say something. I guess. Yeah, I think at- atmosphere is maybe a little bit more exact of a term <laughs> than like vibe. Uh, so I'm glad that you that you brought that to the table. But yeah. uh, Jordan, it sounded like you were going to say something. I um I also noticed that in the at least two games we played, and we have only played those two. Uh, there's like, um, the they both feel like they are like expressing a similar kind of mood, like you know, like chill sounds, like soft color palette, um, that sort of thing. Uh. I don't know if there's anything interesting to make of that, but it, it does seem like there's some recurring... You 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 seem attracted to like the same sorts of colors, the same sorts of sounds, and the same sorts of feelings across different games. Uh, yeah, I guess. I um, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I make these to like... Like, uh, like picturing the, how I would play the games, which is like, mm. like, I don't know, at home, like, like, just like in a relaxed moment, I guess, or... Yeah, like, relaxing I, for sure. Yeah, and 
I, I guess I have that image of like me picture like playing my game or how I would want people to play my mm. like the game. Um, so there's like I design for that because I I also realized this when because I was showing the game at at a festival at a maze in mm. in Berlin and it was super nice but I I definitely felt like that was not the like the atmosphere to like where I, to, to which I had built it for I, I don't know it just oh like the festival atmosphere was yeah, just more yeah, yeah, like yeah. frantic and busy and exactly yeah, and I that makes I get, sense it's just like huge crowds of people it's much different than like sitting on a roof and chilling out and looking yeah at the and you play you play games differently when you're in a like in a frantic environment too as mm-hmm. like yeah when you're at home I feel or when mm-hmm. you're just alone playing or, or when there are other people watching you um oh, I guess I designed for for like just playing, like the most of the games I play I guess is alone at home so I was recently at a um at an art gallery that had like uh, the premise of it's a smaller gallery. The premise of the gallery is they have like smaller games on display, mm-hmm. and they had this this uh, game from this Cuban designer on. And it's like it's so weird playing a video game in a gallery space because it's like you are interacting with the game, and ev- everyone's watching the game, but they're also watching you play the game. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, now I'm on display too. It's like I'm part of the. Part of the display, uh, it's such a different different feeling than when you're just like leaning back in a chair at home and playing a game. Yeah, and that feeling is even even worse when it's a game that you made and someone's like <laughs> struggling to, to like understand what's happening and you're just sitting back there being like, please figure it out. This is horrible because you're intimately familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I can't watch people <laughs> play my games. And that, like, once it's like I finished it, I can't watch people play it because I, <laughs> I just feel like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done this, or, mm-hmm. or please just pick there. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, please, God, just do, do this, do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I also wanted to talk about how um, both of the games that we've played from you so far. Um, have some sort of relationship with like more traditional visual art. So uh, when we played Trees, we remarked on how it felt kind of like an interactive art installation. Like it sort of felt like a a virtual museum almost that you're, or not quite museum, but yeah, like an art gallery that you're like walking around. And then uh, Levidad also has uh, like the the online gallery where people like players can upload their pictures. So what is your uh, experience or relationship with like more traditional visual art and like going to galleries and and how does that inform uh like your game design decisions um i mean i don't have any relationship but like i never i was never a visual artist in that sense like outside of games um mm-hmm. like like I, I guess i like did or like pictures or uh like I, well i guess i painted when i was younger but not like just as a hobby um mm-hmm. But I, well, I, I always appreciated going to uh, to galleries or museums or that kind of thing. And well, when mm-hmm. we went, when we did a trees, uh, which I did with uh, my good friend Rick, uh, he came to Ecuador for for the summer. He just he had just graduated from from the game center, and mm-hmm. he he came to Ecuador, and we basically we wanted to make we wanted to make like one thing a week. And we wanted to kind of 
not limit ourselves to like we wanted, we wanted to make a game but not limit ourselves to just making a game like we mm-hmm. wanted to uh include all kinds of like like do all, all sorts of or sorts of hard work or like writing and then put them in the game mm-hmm. um that was all like inspired from from our experience there or his experience there and me having him there at home um and then for levedad yeah i guess i was just i don't know i was interested in like i i feel like the these the, the like they 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 definitely can speak like other sorts of uh, art forms or visuals uh with games one thing i just remembered uh when we did the episode for trees, it feels like so long ago. It was literally our second episode. Yeah, we, we, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We we're like, uh, "How do you make a podcast?" Um, but uh, you you said this might have been on our Twitter or something like that. You said um, that you wanted to make process. And I think you meant like artistic process, like the process of designing it, um, as much a part of the game as the content of the game. Um, can you say a little bit? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, well, what we were doing was that we were, we had the, or the website and we were, like, kind of, like, journaling in the website and, like, writing about our inspirations and yeah. about, like, all that. And then when we released, because what we were doing was we released a version of the game each week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we, we, th- we, like, wrote some stuff about the version we made um, and, and what, uh, like each of the versions was was uh, like we added a new room into the game and that yeah. new room right. was based on their experience and we wanted like what, what we wanted is because we said in the website we said that we, I think we said that we wanted to like give like equal footing to the the result and like the process and we that's were, what it was yeah 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 and we were kind of trying to explore that through because what we did was uh, we had uh, like a, a certain number of prefabs um that was just mm-hmm. like with, that just started as cues but they had names so they were like uh a table a chair uh a beach ball or whatever we thought we might like we and we did that list before actually starting making the game and then um what we started doing it was every time we needed a table for example we changed we we made a model for a table or in the case that we needed a different table we just changed the same prefab so the previous spaces got affected oh, okay. by the new the new prefab the new table we made so the all, the, the new table was in the older spaces as well so huh. oh interesting that made that made the game kind of broken most of the time for the previous versions except for the new one that that mm-hmm. we had just released or the, like the new space you got to hmm. oh um, that's actually really interest that'd be really interesting to replay the game knowing cuz we didn't realize um, we didn't, re- we didn't even realize when we first played it that there were previous versions, um, until yeah, afterwards. Yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't do a great job of explaining all of it. We tried to do <laughs> too much in too little time. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it, it was still interesting to play it, uh, as like, I think as, you played as the if final it version, were like, right? yeah, we played the final version. Which was in, uh, third person, because it had been in first person the entire time, but for the final version, we changed it to... Third oh. person. Um, oh, that's really interesting. And what we were doing was, uh, wrote, okay, let me see if I can find what we wrote. So if we, if I were to play the like on the website, it's got like trees version one. 
would I be playing the the one before any of the retroactive changes, or would like the 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 new prefabs for the tables be in that one too? No, you would play the the, the previous version, so the original okay, okay. table that was made for that version. But if you played version two, the new room that we made for version one was uh, like that would be changed by whatever we did in version by, two. Oh, okay, huh. that's cool. That's really cool, and that's. I, man, I wish that we would have known that. I mean, part of it, it's kind of cooler that we didn't know that because it was still a totally functional and, like, holistically engaging experience without having known that. But going back, it seems like it'd be really cool to, like, play some of the earlier levels and the earlier stages and, like, be able to actually see the way that uh, the the game evolved. That's a... Uh, it's actually really cool. I mean, I already I already thought Trees was a really cool game, and it was like I was glad that we played it so early on because I think it was uh, a really good moment for the podcast of being like, oh yeah, this is exactly the kind of stuff we were looking for. Mm. Like we just found it randomly on itch. Yeah, well, and- we were surprised when you when you when because I just got a notification. I think you tagged us on Twitter, and yeah, <laughs> and we were like, how did they find this? Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally in those early days, uh, I would go on itch. And I would browse by new and I would just go through the first three or four pages and just click on everything that Mm -hmm. looked like it wasn't like a clone of something random. And I would just read the page and if there's a trailer, I would watch it. And I watched it. I'm like, I saw the little naked man and I was like, all right, this seems (laughs) like it probably goes some places. And uh, I'm I'm super glad I stumbled into that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was really just timing because like it was released, I think not that or, or the final version was released not that long after we started the podcast, so um, it, it was in the news section. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, crazy. That's a nice coincidence. Yeah, um, yeah but anyways, what I was going to say about the third person is that um, we, we changed the perspective of third person because uh, we kind of, like, we had been releasing all these versions and, like, not really knowing what was, like, how, like, what, because we didn't have time to play test or anything, so just we didn't know mm, how yeah. people like players played it. Like besides when I like showed my family or etc. Um, mm. But so the third player kind of thing was like we were trying to like just imagine like what the player would be. Like we were trying to like see the player, which is why we just made it third uh, third person, and then we designed mm-hmm. the final the final the final room was just this cube. I, I think I don't think you ever got to the final room or you, you talked because we we put the there was like a tunnel that was in the the worst place because you could never see it, but there's a tunnel and you, if you go through it, uh, you get to the final room and there's just this this wall and there's like a a hole you like the player like kind of like peeps through, mm-hmm. um, and then and they, they they see something inside the like on the other side of the wall. That you as uh, in third person you can never see, but if you were in first person, you would be oh. able to see it. Hmm. And, huh. I, know, I guess we we're trying to just be smart and like <laughs> we were just like designing for ourselves <laughs> at that point, or just because we realized we were like we were making the game just because we like making it. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. That's an that's an interesting inversion of how like first person third person usually works because like. One of the the like n- somewhat notorious features of a third person camera is like you, the player, can see things that your avatar cannot see. 
and then you have it the opposite way where like in the third person view it's invisible but uh-huh. if it were a first person view you could see it yeah is there anything to see on the other side or uh uh well yeah rick and i know <laughs> no well, i guess i think <laughs> only I think you <laughs> i think there's a way to like glitch through actually and it's not that special because we didn't have time like we wanted to make something that was gonna be like super special just for us so like uh Mm-hmm. Yeah. remembers for the project because it was it was a fun project because he like traveled to well he traveled to Ecuador because he he had graduated and I convinced him that it was good before like after graduating mm-hmm. to just come um, to visit and see the place huh. um, but it, we like it was just such an experience working on it that we just wanted to make something for ourselves and we <laughs> wanted to, to to make something special that nobody would ever see but it it didn't turn out that beautiful it like what is inside Hmm. Uh, Uh, the um you're right that we never got to that final room we actually remarked on it later that we were like we saw in the i think one of the like little gifs on the itch page of like clips from the game shows the avatars looking through that little hole and we were like i don't remember that happening yeah yeah no we did because we were yeah we we rushed too much on that Final thing, and we just literally put the tunnel next to the other tunnel before the previous room, and it mm. just looks like it's one big tunnel. Um, oh, so if you just like move slightly to the other direction, you'll yeah, go through it. Exactly. Oh, mm. I didn't even. Huh. Now I really have to revisit trees. <laughs> yeah, we should go back. I, ho- I hope uh, it still works. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know optimization or anything. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's cool about making a game that's kind of, like, a little bit more personal and sort of more about the process is, like, I don't know, doesn't really matter if there are a bunch of people playing it or if they totally get it. I mean, part of it, I mean, part of it's it's cool if, you know, a couple of knuckleheads play it and talk about it on a podcast. That's a good feeling. But it's also <laughs> a good feeling to just know, having the satisfaction of made it your, making it yourself and, like, I don't know, that's all you really need. But, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I like the feeling that you have no idea what... I, I probably said something like this in the episode on trees, but, like, uh, the one of the most fun things about, like, playing games that you know nothing about is it's, like, the fact that there are entire portions of the game that you might miss just makes it so much more, like, um, like enthralling as you're moving through the world because it's, like, I literally don't know how much of the game there is for me to find it's like totally every everything is like a surprise so i i don't know i liked it yeah yeah yeah. um what um so you said you're you have a year left in for your bfa yeah i have a year left i just did a a semester abroad actually i was in in berlin um which is why i'm traveling yeah yeah i'm traveling around Europe for a bit before going back home. Um, oh, nice. Um, yeah, and then I just have one year left uh, where I have to get make a the my, my final like capstone, which is right, right. going to be just a game. Um, is that going to be something? Uh, is going to be available on itch? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, well, a so year from hope. now we've got a <laughs> got our game. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope it turns out nice. I have some like ideas, but 
And I, I'm also working on a couple of different projects. Um, I'm making a, um, like an interactive music video album kind of thing for a band in Ecuador. Oh, cool. Um, oh, what? That sounds... It's, it's basically like they're, they're releasing an album and I'm just making like a space where you just like, like float around and then depending on the places and the place you are floating around, uh, uh, a different song from the album plays and there's like animations. No, so it's like that's an, really cool. Yeah, it's like a music video that you can move around in, I guess. Hmm, that actually sounds like a similar idea to a, a game that we played like probably two weeks ago called Palm Mystery, where you're kind of like walking around these interactive spaces yeah. as music is playing. And that's a, uh, I think that's something that's kind of underutilized. Like rhythm games are obviously a thing, but just like a game where the intention is to just like experience music and then also have like uh-huh. visuals in the game be connected to that. I feel like it's something that usually it's there's gameplay and then the music is just sort of there as, you know, background or even it can feed into the gameplay, but it's never like, it's not often that music is like the sole focus, but it's not like, I'm not trying to perform along with it. It's because it's not like a rhythm mm-hmm. game. I'm just like w- experiencing it. It's kind of, kind of cool. It's like the, 2018 version of like laying in your room with your eyes closed listening to your record player but <laughs> instead you're playing a video game where you're moving around what's, through the album what's the game we uh i can't the one with uh frog what was that game oh capsule silence yeah capsule silence we also played a game the the premise was it was like built for uh for a band as the release of their new album so oh that's cool I- What's the name? Capsule. It's like Capsule Silence XXIV, I think. I guess that'd be like 24, yeah. right? Uh, it, it might be kind of hard to find. Yeah, it's really cool. It's from the band, the band Automanaguchi. I don't know if you're familiar with them. But I am basically, lost. there was like a whole weird uh like arg ARG, mythology about it where they were saying like oh we're working with some game company and then they were like oh everything's gone horribly the game we're working on is a mess but here's the build that the last build that we got which was all that was all just fake which what they really did is they just had some guy develop like a space and they had a bunch of songs they'd been working on on these like little cassettes and you would find them in the environment and then take them to a little cassette player and it was like their way of releasing a bunch of new music and like this interactive space yeah it was it was really awesome uh especially as like a fan of the band at the time like not Uh realizing at first that it was like you know all a ruse but it was still just such a cool thing (laughs) so yeah i'll have to i'll make sure but you listen to the you listen to the album as you played it and like that's how it was revealed yeah, like in yeah, the in, the, in game. the game, there are little cassettes that you like pick up, and there's a cassette player, and you plug the cassette into the cassette player, and then it plays the song, uh, and you kind of just wander around listening to whatever song you found last until you find a new one. Then you run back over and throw a new song in. I'll, I'll make sure to get you the link to that so that you can you can check it out because it's yeah, uh, that sounds super worth nice. Checking out. That's actually something I like a lot in games where they just let you pick a song, um, mm. and you play the mm. game normally, but with the song you pick. Uh, yeah. Like I didn't play much of a uh, like Metal Gear Solid Five, but I remember that like when you play the key because you can you have like cassettes you find and then you can just like play mm-hmm. the song while you do whatever mission you're doing, um, and I, I, that's just my favorite part of that game. Just like trying to like 
like go through the mission with the music you put yourself and mm, just yeah. Feeling. <laughs> yeah it's cool that that game has a great soundtrack too that uh oh what they have like the joy division song and the that cover of the man who stole the world just running around it's a yeah it's a that's a cool one i totally forgot about that aspect of that game <laughs> yeah um so getting back to your games a little bit um i wanted to ask you so we i briefly mentioned the uh the gallery that uh levidad has mm-hmm. uh but mm-hmm. i i wanted to know uh, what your reaction to the images that people have been posting up there have been like, has there been a lot of stuff that surprised you or stuff that you're like, how the hell did someone even get this picture? Um, I mean, there, there has, uh, I like, I think I get like the real reason I guess I made that gallery was cause I wanted to see the pictures people took. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I, I really loved like when the previous versions of the game, when I, showed it to someone and then they would show me the picture they took and mm-hmm. like how like different they would be from the pictures I would take um, and how nice it is to see them all together because like they all come from the same space and the same perspective kind of but they're all they all like end up being different yeah like really different I, I remember when I was looking through it it was like some of them I actually had trouble pinpointing where in the game space they managed to create uh yeah 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 there's also some secret effect i <laughs> i hid in there which might explain some of the, the pictures oh. you wait wait what secret effects do we, do we get a no because we're interviewing you or do we have to find them the hard way well they're they're in the they're in the like there's a piece of paper at one of the one of the moments in the game uh with like some commands you can if, oh. if you hmm. want to find them. Damn, man. So there it's like know. every single one of your games we played, there's like a whole layer of death we didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, because that, that's actually like uh, those effects were just, uh, I put them, like, I, I was just playing around with the like, post processing effects and, and they, like, were, they just turned out super weird and I hmm. wasn't going to put them in the game, but then I just, like, left them in. As a secret, and then so a lot of the pictures, like I, I, I personally like now when I whenever I play the game for like testing reasons, I just like use the effects because, um, it, like it it changes the game a lot, but it's I I thought it was interesting to just leave them on the side, <laughs> like as a secret. Yeah, huh. that is that is cool. It's kind of like uh, the console commands in like Doom or something back in the days. Turn on God mode and. <laughs> go crazy <laughs> except in levadar you just get to take cooler pictures <laughs> yeah no but there's been some there's been some super nice pictures i actually printed out some stickers for for some like for events um mm. with oh, like pictures great. people had taken before um so i'm handing those around huh yeah some of the some of the pictures i thought would make like Stickers are good. Make good buttons. Some of them, I'm like, I want that as a poster on my wall. One of them looks like it could be like an actual Rothko. Uh, which one was it? I forget which one, but just kind of like this like magenta background with like off white squares in the middle. Oh, boom! Put that in a gallery. Yeah, there's there's some stuff in there. It's like, wow, people really know how to make something cool with this game that I'm not capable <laughs> of. This is great. <laughs> yeah, well, even like like just like normal like 
like with how people like draw stuff with like the stars or like uh, yeah or with the the same like just with the elements that are there there are some crazy things you can do I think I think one of the, the I think the pictures because there's I, I remember on the podcast you talked about uh, somebody called Jay mm-hmm. who like posted a lot of crazy pictures I think that's a friend of mine that was actually in that class Oh, cool! So he knew about he knew about the the effect, mm. and he he played a lot. But yeah, something I found oh, also yeah. while 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 like play testing it was that uh, people definitely like started taking like starting experimenting more like with the more pictures they took, um, and like throughout like especially like in the last like three or four pictures of the game like people were definitely like test, like trying out way weirder stuff that they would previously never like they would previously didn't try at the beginning mm-hmm. so I, and that's why i feel like if you look at the archive like all the pictures from like the when the city starts appearing mm-hmm. they're all I don't, I don't know i find them weirder than the previous ones yeah, so, people yeah. are experimenting more, like sort of pushing the boundaries of what the the game can do mm-hmm. because they've been playing it for longer, so they have a better understanding. Yeah, yeah, that's, cool. yeah, that's what I remember. The first time I I didn't first picture I took was literally just a blurry picture of the Doritos because I didn't understand what I could do, and then by the yeah. end I was it was they became much more sophisticated by the end. <laughs> yeah, and I think I don't know I there's like a lot of things that like came up with that. And like, cause like when I, when I was making it, then when I was like designing the space, I was kind of like, like, I don't know, it was like about like, uh, like being a teenager, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. and like growing up and, um, I, like, I don't know, I, somebody like said this to me and I, I, th- I thought it was nice that they said that at first they didn't know what pictures to take and then like later as like the character kind of grew up. Like they would like do weirder, like try to take these weirder pictures, or, like try to experiment more because mm. like you're, like I don't know, you're learning. Hmm. So okay, so you're you're mentioning that uh, like it sort of has this teenage feeling. So you you mentioned earlier that this game was made the 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 prompt was to make an autobiographical game. So during our episode, we kind of speculated as to whether or not this was autobiographical or or not and it seems like it was how much is it based on like uh is it a real space is this rooftop where you're sitting and taking pictures somewhere from your life that you uh that you actually would sit up and take pictures or is it inspired by something or um it's well it's not a real space like i i, I didn't hang out in my roof um <laughs> when i was younger I, I guess i wish i did um <laughs> But no, I, like it, it was partly inspired by like the house I grew up in, because uh, when I was younger, like there weren't a lot of houses around there, and like you could hear the river. There's like mm-hmm. there's like a river nearby, and you could hear it from from like my room. But mm-hmm. now, now like all you can hear is the highway, mm-hmm. and uh, like with that, like I I I guess like with the game, I try to. Well, the, of course, there's a progression, but I try to keep it like visually interesting whether it's at the beginning where you like you can mostly see the stars and like those like little fireflies 
but then later when like you have the buildings i try to keep it visually interesting to take pictures because like i don't know at least for me like that change was was sort of like depressing i guess um <laughs> but also it like brought by like a lot of good things like i don't know i guess my friends were closer for example or or mm-hmm. it was just like more comfortable and live with, like with more of a more people around um so it's not I, like i didn't feel it was all bad so i tried to just like make it visually interesting throughout and i don't know let the players make their own their own decisions or their own judgments yeah yeah i it didn't occur to me at the time but i the 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 like appearing buildings it does like they get like closer and closer until in the last one they're like all around you and it, it really it feels like almost claustrophobic in the the like degree to which you're surrounded by buildings so that's a nice little parable about urban sprawl that's mm-hmm. that's my judgment as a player <laughs> okay so i think this is the last like big question we have with regards to your games uh the title of uh Levidad. So we kind of speculated. I think it translates like literally to the word lightness, right? Um, and yes. we kind of we made some speculation in the episode about it. And I I kind of wanted to ask you like, a what is what was your intention uh, with naming it that way? And and b did you consider? So you speak both English and Spanish, and you go to school in America, but you're from Ecuador. So was uh, translation and how it could be interpreted in di- different languages a factor of uh, giving it the name you gave it, or is just how it ended up working out? Um, okay, so yeah, I, I I knew I wanted to give it a name in Spanish. Like I've 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 been lately I've been like trying to uh, I'll stay attached with because I live in the in, in the U.S. But I want to like stay attached to everything in Ecuador. And mm-hmm. well, there isn't much of a, a like a game development scene there um, mm-hmm. currently, mm-hmm. but I. I I, I, I guess I want there to be one at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I want to like stay attached to that. So I, 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 I want to like, I, I like the idea of naming it in Spanish, but then having the, 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 the game in English. So you would know like the game is in English, but the name is in Spanish. And like, mm-hmm. but then when mm-hmm. I did look like, at, I, I was just like, the verdad is like lightness. It, it's more in the sense of like, uh, being like lightened as in like not heavy. Um, and, uh, and cause I, I, I just like, I wanted to find a word that I kind of captured, like, I don't know, taking the pictures to an extent, but then I, Mm. I did at some point like translate it, like literally put it, type it in Google as well, just to see what would come up when like there's like people searched it. And I saw there was also lightness. So it was like, yeah, that's perfect. Cause it also, Hmm. like, it's also about light, I guess. Awesome. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, but then, so, and then, yeah, I translated the game. So the game is in English and Spanish now, and uh, hmm. I. But the title, I, I guess, the title is in Spanish. I like people trying to say it in Spanish. That's cool. Well, I'm glad because we we speculated that same thing about uh, sort of lightness, meaning uh, like light like lights the sun light and uh like lack of heaviness and weight and we kind of talked about both of those so i'm glad that those were both things yeah. that you uh considered while making the game and I, I do think it's really cool 
uh, I guess I didn't realize that the game is mostly in English, despite having a Spanish title. And and then there's that that other um, Spanish phrase that's written on the. Roof. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually yeah. from a from a from a song I really like. Oh, um, what's the song? Shout it out. Oh, it's the. Uh, <laughs> it's by it's by an Ecuadorian band called La Madre Tirana, which is a uh, mother tyranny in English, and the song is Crucifixion. Mm. Um, it's a great song. I really like it. And that whole album is really good. It's one of my favorite bands in Ecuador. Um, and yeah, no, I just felt because I was listening to that song while I was making the, the, the game, like the, the last version of it I did. And Mm -hmm. I like that line really resonated with me. So I, I just like repeated, repeated it. In the hmm. in the roof, I guess. Awesome, that's really cool. Um, well, I think unless Jordan has something else he wants to ask you about your games, then uh, Jordan, do you have anything? Um, no, I don't have anything specific. Uh, just um, the you know thing we always ask our interviewees is if you have a uh, if you have a recommendation for the next game we should play on the podcast. No pressure if you don't have one off the top of your head, but if you have, if there's some, if there's like a, anyone you know, a game designer you like, or a classmate even, just someone whose game you think we should play. Uh, well, yeah, well, actually, I'm, oh, I wanted to mention this as well, I guess, I, because I, I, I'm trying to start the kind of like collective with a few, um, a few people from the game center as well. Um, oh, we're nice. called Big Bag. Uh, Big Bag. Yeah, and there is a yeah, definitely check that out. It's like like this is like that is like the first game from that. The, the like well, I guess trees should also be in that because um, Rick, the person I did trees with, is also going to be part of the collective. Oh, um, nice. And uh, well, they're all because they're all most of them were are graduating now, and uh, they're making. They, they they did their capstone. I don't know if they any of them released it, but when they do, you should definitely play those. Uh, okay. So yeah, look out for. Uh, there's a game called Selfless. 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 Okay. Um, also, Dreams for Your Computer, which is for like an ambient game. I really like hmm. it. And uh, do you um? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no! Just the last one is Stereophyta. Stereo. Sorry, say that again. Stereophyta. Stereophyta. I think I saw that uh, on your itch page. Yeah, I've, um, I've probably been um, like retweeting that stuff also. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know the um, the sock pop collective? It's like a. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know them personally, but I I like to enjoy the games a lot. Yeah. But, like, we like uh, we we definitely want to. Like we like do something like that, I guess. Like a parallel sort of like group. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. We're all we're all trying to like kind of somehow live off making games like this. So mm-hmm. yeah, totally. If we like all like group group up, that we have like a better chance of like making a name for ourselves or something. Yeah, that's the sock pop guys are doing that right now with their whole Patreon thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of trying to make a more sustainable, consistent income 
on smaller mm-hmm. experimental sort of niche games. So it's a it's yeah. a movement. I love that. I love that idea. Yeah, I'm, more power to you. If you do a, if I mean I'm only one person, but if you do like a Patreon style thing, uh, for this big bag thing, I I will be there. <laughs> that's one that. one patron right there. That's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, well maybe maybe I don't know. We're like because we're we're graduating right now. I have a year left, but they're they most right, of them right. graduate right now, and like we're trying to figure out what we're doing with our lives. So <laughs> totally. <yeah. laughs> so hopefully, hopefully we can do something like that. I would like to do that. Well, on that uh, hopeful note. Um, I guess we can go ahead and, uh, uh, unless you have anything else, Blake, um, go ahead and wind this episode down. Um, thanks for thanks for agreeing to talk to us. It's been great uh, getting to getting to know you and um, talking about your work. Um, to all the listeners, uh, if you haven't played Levedad, uh, you should play it. It's free. You can contribute to the archive um and it sounds like you should keep your eyes open for more stuff coming from big bag so i'm sure we're always looking for new games to the podcast so we'll probably uh we'll probably play that one sometime yeah. um, besides that uh you can follow edgeguard on twitter at edgeguardcast um we tweet out the games before we play them so make sure to do that and i guess i should also say you should follow julian on um twitter which is at solemporta is that right yep all right Cool. And uh, next week, we are going to be playing uh, Quarantine Circular, which is a uh, follow-up uh, to Subsurface Circular. I'm not sure exactly the nature of, of this game, but it's it's made by Bithel Games, just like uh, like Subsurface was, and it's, it's related in some way. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're excited to check that out. We were big fans of uh, Subsurface Circular, so uh, be sure to play that if you're, if you're following along at home. Uh, and just one more time, thanks, uh, thanks so much, Julian, for uh, for coming on and chatting with us. It was uh, it's really awesome playing your games and getting to hear from from the man himself. Thank you, thank you for having me. Great. Well, uh, listeners, we will we will catch you in seven days' time. And until then, just have a good one.